Alright, welcome, welcome everybody. Gonna be getting started here. Alright, looks like we're live. So, uh, if you're wondering, right, why I am so adamantly going through the Bible and rooting out all these uh, mistranslations, it's because... An accurate theology is important, right? Accurate theology, i.e., let's say, for example, you believe that God is a God of wrath, right? Because the first book you read in the Bible is Nahum. Well, God is a God of wrath, right? But this is like a very, very minor aspect of God. It's not where God usually likes to dwell, right? And so understanding that an accurate theology, when applied to your life, will help your life. It will elevate your life. It will better your life. Uh, and it will lead you to realms of spiritual connection with God. Right? Like I, I've been saying, the, the connection that the prophets have with God, the connection that the prophet, prophet Moses had with God, right? That sort of connection... If you follow an accurate version of the Bible, right? Now, for example, right, there's some versions of the Bible out there that say, do anything that a teacher says, right, which is opposite to what Christ says. Christ says, examine everything spoken in religious doctrine, right? Uh, make sure that it makes sense, that it's good for your life, uh, while factoring in the spiritual side of it and God's holy nature, right? But let's say, you know, you're in a church and the church is telling you to do things that are not in alignment with God. For example, and I always use this one, tithing anything over 10%, right? Well, that, it, it can have a detrimental financial effect on the flock and will have a detrimental financial effect on your life, right? Uh, if you're called and moved by God to donate to a place, well, then, you know, you're, you're out on the water. You can do what you like, right? But the Bible only suggests that the 10% tithe is what is asked, right? So interestingly enough, right, this is actually beneficial to our lives because it keeps finance in check. It allows us to help other people. Right? When you're helping other people, this is growing uh, important uh, <clears throat> merits for us to that possess, important virtues, philanthropy, benevolence, kindness, compassion, right? Christians, we're not just letting other people suffer, we're helping other people, right? And this does not always uh, necessarily involve finance. And so this is why... Christ himself came as a representation that finance was not the utmost important thing in all existence, right? Christ is saying that spirit, your connection with God is the most important thing. And so, interestingly enough, if you've heard of those uh, Christian schools, if you've heard of those uh, books, etc., you know, 
other spiritual books besides the Bible. In the Bible, 1 John suggests that the spirit that God has given us will teach us about the aspects of spirit if we're, we're willing to learn, if we're keeping an open ear and have invited the spirit in to help us, the spirit of the truth, the anointing that we've received, right? An anointing that we received by God. And so it's pretty awesome when you understand that God is talking about how he dwells within us, that we, if we consecrate ourselves and make ourselves holy, God will come and dwell within us as holy temples, as tabernacles of the Lord God of Israel, a holy dwelling place for God, a tabernacle. And the tabernacle is within us. So kind of fascinating. And when you start pressing into the spirit, right? Maybe you are one of those people who have never experienced any sort of spiritual experience, right? And uh, I'll tell you, once once you start experiencing them, they're pretty, pretty attractive. They're pretty fascinating. Maybe this is lame, but sometimes I compare it to the Muggles and Harry Potter to the wizards in Harry Potter. And I'm not saying Christians are wizards, but we Christians have a knowledge of God and that God exists. Not only that God exists, but that God is living within us and is willing to aid us, work with us, work with us to accomplish our own dreams, work with us to accomplish and lead us to our own destinies, what God has planned that we are to do, right? But it is a co-laboring that's suggested, right? God works with us, not, not just it's given or we can just put our feet back, don't strive and you'll get it. No, that's, that's not what is suggested in the Bible. What's suggested in the Bible is that if you put in 40 hours of work, God will turn that 40 hours of work into 50 or 60 or sometimes, right, you put in that 40 hours of work and God turns it into 4,000 hours of work, something like that. So God is very beneficial. It's really pretty incredible when you see the spiritual miracles that are written about in the Bible firsthand. When you see the miraculous just start to weave all around you and you have no clue what's going on, right? But you do know that it's God, and suddenly what all these saints and all these apostles and prophets have been speaking of, right? Suddenly your eyes open, and you say, whoa, what is this? So the realm of spirit is out there, but, you know, I can't, I can't tell you that you're going to gain too much understanding of it. God is pretty mysterious. He keeps the uh, foundation of his realms a mystery. You know, even after witnessing many spiritual miracles myself, even after witnessing uh, blessings from God and absolute miracles, uh, one time uh, I was down 
in my finances, right? And this is not uh, how I usually pray, actually. Usually I pray for other people. And there's something about being selfless. God really likes that. He's really into it. It's where his heart resonates. God is running around helping other people his whole life. He loves doing it. And so that is what he wants us to sort of be doing. Maybe not all the time, but with a portion of our lives, Christians, we are called to help other people, lead them, speak to them, lift them up, guide them in the right direction. So if you see a church that is not outreaching, if you see a person that is not outreaching, uh, you might want to display, right? And this is why we display our Christianity, just as God with his spiritual blessings, with his guidance, is helping us out of benevolence, right? We are to lead and display these virtues, these merits as beacons of God's light, uh, as beacons to the road to heaven, right? And that is what Christians are called to be. That is what Christ was. Christ was not pointing to finance. Christ was not pointing to building a big church. No, Christ didn't stay in churches long at all. He would point to the spiritual. He would point to heaven and say, this is where we all are to point, not to finance. And so many people, I heard, uh, I had this, this feeling, I guess, tell me that, uh, you know, absolute finance will corrupt, right, about 80%. 90% of all mankind, right? So there is there is temptation, and you're to keep that temptation out. And Christ, well, he found, he found out how to keep that uh, temptation out in a very simple way, right? Have none of it, right? And I, I find in my life that that is a very easy way to keep temptation out. If I know that I would be tempted in a place, I don't go there. If I feel like I might be tempted to uh, ask, ask a, well, if I feel like I might be tempted to have a drink, I won't go to the party, right? And uh, so understanding this is, is important, right? Keeping temptation out of our lives Growing self-discipline, growing self-control is an important part of Christianity. It is something that Christ displayed, but also, right, Christ sort of led the way, right? Christ led the way by laying down finances and the material, pointing heavily to the spiritual, right? If you were a financier looking at Jesus Christ, you would be scratching your head going, what is going on? This guy could have made tons of money. He could have made millions of dollars preaching, but he chose not to. And it just doesn't make sense. And that sort of disconnection of logic with such a vast following, with such a vast commitment of his followers, it, it makes something click in people's spirit, mind, body, actions, and words. It stirs something deep within the soul. It calls to them the deep, calls to the deep. And so like God, like 
Jesus, we are to point to heaven with our lives. And so I met a man one, one time. He says, oh, I do, every, I do everything Christian, but not tithe. Well, you get to practice your faith how you like, right? But uh, tithing is part of it, and I try and tithe, and I think it's extremely important because, well, well, I guess, let me put it simply, I work alone in my room a lot. I am uh, working 14 to 12 to 16 hour days, six days a week working on this publication of the Bible, uh, trying to get accurate theology out there for the world because I believe it will help them. Because I know that when I was uh, reading the Bible and I, I got my hands on a couple different versions of the Bible. Some of them said different things. It was very confusing to me. And so getting an accurate version out there in my mind and what God is telling me is that it's important, right? Uh, the Bible says that Elijah will come and he will restore all things. And so me restoring the Bible, sometimes I think, hey, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I, out of love for God, am acting as a beacon, acting as a guiding light for many people. And that's the goal, right? I want to benefit people's lives. I want to help people's lives with accurate, Christian, powerful, effective doctrine. Not, uh, not what you see taught in many churches. And uh, what is taught in many churches these days is uh, bad soil. It's, if you plant your harvest in it and your harvest will die if you fully believe it. Now what I see is that uh, people, they are, they half believe, right? They hear the sermon of the preacher preach it, but they don't do it, right? Because if they did it, it would produce bad fruit. So teachings like don't strive, teachings like uh, Everybody goes to heaven, right? You can sin. Go ahead, right? These teachings are opposite to Christ. They're opposite to the Bible, obviously, right? If Christ says, hey, don't sin, right? The villain in the story of good and evil, right, must say, do whatever you want, right? So it's a pretty uh, easy, logical connection. But when you step out onto the water, sometimes you're expected to let go of logic, and that is not what Christ is asking for, right? Christ says, examine, look over, observe what people are teaching us so that we're not led astray. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? I.e., if they had knowledge, they would know that teaching was hogwash, and they would throw it out, right? So it's important to have these principles understand the foundation, right? But right now, when you're getting into that tit-for-tat theology, some theologies we don't need to, to uh, fully understand, right? Being a good person, you don't have to have all the details. You just have to do it, right? Uh, staying away from temptation, you don't have to know every temptation out there, but when the temptation arises, you'll know it and you can stay away from it, right? It's not as hard as... 
most people like to uh, suggest, right? Uh, and this is common with mankind. Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm so much smarter than you. You couldn't do it. Uh, you should let me do it. That way I make the big bucks and hey, tough for you. But not so with us. Not so with Christians. With Christians, we are teaching, leading, and guiding freely. Freely you have been, freely received, so freely give, right? And understanding this is important, right? Understanding that what God wants us to do will grow the spiritual wellspring within us that is necessary to enter into heaven, right? And so with myself, when I am working alone in my room often, right, when I go out, which which working in my room alone, right, so I'm a beacon over a camera, right? But but really what's going on is I'm I'm in my room alone working very hard to for God, right? But I don't go out, right? And uh, often. And so when I tithe, I often go out to outreach to uh, homeless people or uh, uh, friends, children in need, uh, people in need of guidance, things like that, right? And so without that principle of tithing, I'll tell you, I would, I would, uh, I would not be, I would be getting out even less. And uh, perhaps that's something I, I should uh, work on a little bit, right? I go to church. Other than that, I am working. And right on Sunday, you know, I take that seventh day of holy rest. But, right, the main focus is, is my work. And, uh, I like to believe that it's very important work. I, you know, there's over 5 billion, right? There's 7.7 .7 billion people in the world. There is probably, honestly, a lot more Bibles in publish in publication than just 7.7 .7 billion. So if you imagine comparing and, you know, factoring in how many translation, mistranslations that I've found within the Bible, <clears throat> there are more mistranslations. There are more... Uh, misleading or just a little bit off versions of the Bible in existence, then there are members of mankind. And so getting the accurate theology into a, one single book is, is extremely important in my mind. And I like to think I'm helping a lot of people uh, with the work that I'm doing. I think the work I'm doing, is very important because I will, I will help a lot of people and help God. And, you know, understanding that right, you want to find something in life that is important to you, that you do believe will be important in one way or another, right? Elon Musk chose Tesla because he wanted to uh, help the global uh, ecosystem, right? He, he chose uh, SpaceX because he wants us to become a multi-planetary species. Good. Those are, those are very, very good uh, aspirations. But sometimes what I see is people who have just given up. They, they want to be something simple and they don't want to strive. Well, when you do that, right, you may, may stop to grow. Stop growing, right? You may stop growing. And it's a good idea in life to 
be constantly growing, be constantly walking towards improvement in one aspect of our lives or another. For example, Christ was constantly teaching, sorry, Christ was constantly practicing his preaching. He was, he was teaching often, right? He was constantly displaying his faith, his religion, right? He was constantly acting as a beacon of light, right? And when you're doing it right, you are indeed practicing it and improving in it and studying and writing, right? These are all things Christ were doing, was doing. So understanding this is really important as we take Jesus into perspective and understand what he was doing, how he became so successful, how he became so connected, richly connected with God so that we can learn from Christ. And as the word Christianity of Christ implies, apply his ways to our own lives so that we can reach that state of spiritual connection that is mandatory for entrance into heaven. Is that biblical? Yeah, absolutely. Christ says that everywhere, right? It's Matthew 7, 21. So understanding this, right, the faith, the faith is the most important part of our lives because it will produce that spiritual connection. And seek first the kingdom of God. Seek and you will find, right, what is God telling us to do? He's telling us to press into him. He's telling us to get out of the boat like Peter and step out onto the waters of spirit, step out onto the waters of faith, i.e. stepping out is doing it, right? Action, unaction. You cannot just be Christian in words alone, right? And many translations of uh, uh, this verse in 1 John suggests this, right? 1 John is saying, let us not love in tongue and speech, right? I.e., it does. you are not Christian if you are just loving with your words. You are not Christian if you are just loving in your mind. You must be also loving in action. You must be practicing your faith. You must be displaying the religion. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. This is what God's talking about, right? And so here's the thing, right? If I just talk about it, if I just think about it, but I don't do it, I will not produce the spiritual fruit. I will not receive the spiritual blessings from actually fully embodying, fully performing the faith. When you do what God's telling you, not just talk about it, when you do what God's telling you, things will grow within you. Like I said, with tithing, it's compassion, it's kindness, it's being that beacon of light. People people are shocked, you know. You walk up and in their mind they're thinking, nobody cares about me. This is just this is just like the rest of the world. They don't care about me. But lo and behold, someone walks up to them and says, Actually, I do care about you. Right? And so this is one of the core foundations that Christians, we are to be embodying. We are to be being the light of the world, setting that benevolent, divine example, not just like the rest of mankind. If you're like the rest of mankind, well, 
the reward for being of mankind is out of the dust you were formed, and into the dust you shall return. The reward for being right evil, well, it's damnation. And the reward for divinity, practicing divine ways, is exaltation, eternal life, the promise, right? So understanding that these steps that are displayed in the prophets, they're not for God, right? God isn't saying, do these things for me because I need them. He's saying, do these things because they will well up the spirit within you. He's saying, walk this road, walk this road of spirit, walk this road of kindness because it will well up love within you. And love is necessary to enter the kingdom of heaven. So this is why I believe that like Moses suggests, when Moses brought back the Ten Commandments to the, to the Israelites, the ancient Israelites, he spoke and said, we will do everything that the Lord God of Israel commanded. And I believe the exact same thing Moses does. We will do everything. I will do everything. The viewers, the listeners, we should do everything that the Lord God commands, right? And when you start practicing these ways, uh, being very loving, first and second commandment, you'll start to gain the knowledge of why. Your spirit will start to well up within you, and you will be gifted. You will be chosen. You will feel like you have a 10-foot-tall spirit. You will feel like you have the one true living God standing with you in the room, advocating for both, both your and his causes, right? And the causes, right, what you are doing obviously should be good, right? We are functioning out of a state of divine benevolence. That is what Christians are reaching for. Not the ways of mankind, but the ways of God. What would God want me to do here? How would Jesus handle this situation? And while that's not a constant thought in our heads all the time, it is something that we should have back in the back seat thinking, huh, well, I can react to this situation in a positive way, like Christ would, or I can react to this situation in a negative way. And if you react in a negative way, you're going to bring negativity in your, into your life. And if you react in a positive way, you're going to bring positivity into your life, a deeper connection with God, and, well, make God happy, right? And so understanding that uh, these teachings are there to be practiced fully, these teachings, the ways of Christ, are there to be adopted to be loved and cherished us because they are life and life itself, because they produce good fruit in our lives, but not only our lives, but the lives of each and every individual that we come into contact with. Each and every individual that even hears of a Christian will be benefited. Even hearing about Christ, even hearing, even reading about Christ will benefit those who choose to obey, who choose to be mindful of what Christ did, of, to be mindful about why Christ did it, to be mindful about where Christ was operating from, the love 
core that was driving Christ onward and outward into the world so that he could share his ways that God had given him with all existence. And it is suggested in 1 John that Jesus was the manifestation of the word of life, i.e. he is God. So it's pretty fascinating. All right, guys. Blessings on you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please donate, share, like the stream, and have a great rest of your evening.